Hey guys, what is up? It is Roel here today coming to you with the Better You Project. Uh, thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you are new to my podcast, it's um, it's only been officially running maybe now for under a month probably, pro- properly. Uh, the podcast is a fitness, business and um, just kind of live podcast. I interview people that I think are interesting. I interview people who are uh, do things relating to fitness and um, and people in business. So yeah, if you want more of that sort of content, make sure to come back and listen to other episodes. On today's podcast, I sat down and I chatted to one of my mates, uh, JD from BJJ Conditioning. And um, yeah, we talk all things jiu-jitsu. Anyone who knows me knows that um, I've undertaken that over the last year and I just I love it. It's you know, become a big part of my life. And uh, I'm always interested in, in knowing uh, how people, you know, think about training and, um, you know, uh, customizing their sort of strength conditioning associated to their uh, jiu-jitsu training. So if you are interested in that sort of stuff, make sure to check out today's uh, podcast. If you do enjoy it, please go on iTunes and give it a five-star review. And, um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the show. Growing up, I did a little bit of karate like most kids and that and just didn't really like it. I think I had some issues with instructors, etc. Um, and then I did boxing, um, a little bit of boxing when I was younger. Um, and then when I got into the army, there was a group of us that used to box a couple of times a week. Nothing competitive, but we just hit the bags like in solid sessions. Did you so, guys spar with each other? Yeah, yeah, we sparred with each other, hit the bags. Um, and then when I went to the UK after the army the town i lived in was like an old school boxing town in the uk like those real old school british boxers yeah so they used to have this place two minutes down from where i was living and um, i used to go there and it was called the dungeon and you used to get locked in that's no doubt um yeah you used to get locked in and the bloke would have the key and he would hold it and if you spewed or whatever passed out you just do it inside and you there was no technique to it there was just bags all around the wall and you did like a minute on one minute on the next like a circuit yeah, training and yeah. just went through and it was different bags like you know shorter bags bigger bags floor to ceiling stuff so yeah um, and then that was it I kind of you know that was it really I felt I'm always I've always felt quite comfortable if I ever had to deal with a situation um but yeah, it wasn't really till I started jiu-jitsu that I realized, eh, I probably don't. Yeah. I mean, that's the humbling thing about it, man. Like yeah. everyone, um, you know, I think one of the things that I like about jiu-jitsu is that it, or one of the contrasts is a lot of people go to the gym, you start lifting, you start feeling strong, you're yeah. like, yeah, I could take someone on and then you go to jiu-jitsu and you yeah, realize yeah. there's like a 18 or 16-year-old kid who can kick your ass and you're yeah, like, yeah. fuck, like... Well, that's it. I mean, what's the reason that people train for in the gym? Like guys between, you know, 16 to 35, like what are you training for? That that you don't need to train for your work, right? If you're a cop, first responder or something, you, an athlete, you need to train. But apart from that, like why are you training? Um, and it's usually for the opposite sex. Yeah. And, and to look physically capable. Um, but they're just, that's a facade, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, now, I'm not saying everyone trains for that. There's probably some other stuff. The majority of men are training for that reason. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, um, what was like? What was it like when you first went? Where did you first start jiu-jitsu? So, I went down to the south coast. Um, and I went with another mate. And it was in July of 2019. Yep. And uh, it, he was wearing 
well, the class was doing gi stuff, but we obviously didn't have a gi, so we just rocked up in shorts and a t-shirt. And I spent most of the time just rolling with um, the bloke that I had come with. And um, at the end, we did three five-minute rounds, just uh, kind of going for it. And uh, that's when I really realised how much I loved it, because I mean, the technique stuff is I, I like that as well, but just the the actual rolling, I just like the physicality of it. Yeah, really fascinated with it, and. Yeah, like getting a submission and things like that and doing a move that you just learnt prior and actually doing that move and going, oh, yeah, that actually works. I know, it, that's, like a, yeah. that's like a crazy thing when people... That I don't, yeah. I don't think people realise. Um, yeah. Or people will do... I think one of the really think, uh, things that I love about Jiu-Jitsu is that it's, like, it's legit. And when I say that, you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. not everyone listening to this understands what that means. Like, yeah, 100%. You know, like legit. there's so many... Um, combat things that you might learn or yeah. different types of martial arts where you learn all these things where in this setting where if yeah. somebody else is letting you do it you're like yeah it works but then you actually ever try and do it and you're yeah. like you'd be you know you're fucked yeah. or yeah, um, you're in trouble because you have this confidence in this thing that is meant to work you try and then it doesn't yeah, for sure and it's definitely legit I don't think it's like the it needs to be adapted to different scenarios so obviously if it's in a a street fight you need to adapt it a little bit better because you can't just land on cement you yeah, know trying to yeah. bring someone down it's alright if you're taking them down onto cement but even taking them down onto cement I mean you could easily fall as well so it needs to be adapted but by far that with some striking yeah that's dangerous yeah yeah very much so um, so do you do much training in the gi or mostly no gi? Um, I started off in the gi because it was winter and, and l- really loved the gi and then I went to no gi and thought that I love that but I actually think I love gi more um, it's a little bit more technical and a bit out of my range so I'm not a, like a technical guy I generally just look at what Tom does and kind of think yeah I've forgotten that <laughs> um, and just sit there and he usually has to come over and explain it a little bit better but then when I actually free roll for some reason it clicks a lot easier than when I do it and try and break it down really slowly yeah uh, I've never learned really well from that type of training. I need to actually f- be physically doing it. Jiu-Jitsu showed me how shitty I am at learning. Yeah. <laughs> like or, or your learning process, the yeah. way that you need to yeah. do it rather than, yeah, dive into it. Like, there's been things that I've been told, and I, look, I've not done it very long. I've just done it a lot in the short amount of time I've been doing it. But, you know, I, there'll be things that I get told. I'm like, yeah, that makes heaps of sense. But it, I don't really understand. I'm like, I can see the value. I don't understand it. And then six months down the track, I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness. Like, you, you know, you've been telling yeah. me this the whole time. Now I get it. Yeah, it's finally clicked. Yeah, it's kind of like a little bit when you buy IKEA equipment. Like, for me, I never look at the process to get to the end. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to do it myself. And, yeah. and usually I have to go back and, that's oh, so crap, look. Yeah, I do the same. You look back and, that's and you're the like, same oh, with that's what jiu-jitsu yeah. to a degree, you know. I'm kind of trying to finish it off. And I'm like, you haven't even done the other 20 steps prior. Like, go back a bit and, okay, okay from here, now I need to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. So, um, you know, when you first started training, uh, you have quite an extensive training background prior to that. Um, yeah. How much of that, you know, did that help you when you first started? How did you feel it translate? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, obviously, physicality is quite something I, I enjoy doing, both weights and the conditioning side as well. So when I started, um, I remember 
rolling with guys that I would look at usually and be like, yeah, I've got you 100% covered. And now all of a sudden, that might be like a white belt with two stripes. And I'll be like, ah, oh, this is hard. Like he's doing something annoying. And I knew straight away that it was the technique that I was going to have to learn. And then my strength was just going to just move straight in behind it, yep. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely an added advantage um, being strong and, and physical. I'd love to really see some top-level athletes like in the CrossFit scene, like a Matt Fraser get into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, you know, even some of the strongman guys out there, well, like um, Thor. Thor, well, Thor. Thor is doing it. Jiu-jitsu? Yeah, Thor. Yeah, yeah. like, is it Thor? Yeah, yeah, Thor's doing it. Do you know okay, that? on like a actually doing it? Yeah, I think he might be like a blue belt. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I'm, no, I don't I, think he is. No, no, okay. Well, let's keep talking. I'll try and <laughs> yeah, Google. Yeah. Now, I've seen him roll like against black belts. You need an assistant. I do need an assistant. We need to make this more professional. Um, um, no, yeah, like, that's, that's pretty deadly. Yeah. Oh, like, can you imagine that? Yeah, <laughs> and I put up a post. Um, I put up a story on BJJ conditioning and to see who would win out of a blue belt four or, or Gordon Ryan. Yeah. And uh, the response was Gordon Ryan. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Like I mean, yeah, that's would, just that, you know, that would be thinking. very interesting. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. So um, when I started, the strength, yes, it carried over a lot. Yeah, uh, I didn't find the. Con- I found the condition. This is what I have found with conditioning for BJJ training. I find that when people are good, they're just good at not wasting energy. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I found that I was just like, and especially because I had like a lot of fitness, yep. like I would just like dump it. Do you know what I mean? Like I would yeah, yeah. try so hard. Just go spaz. And then, well, not even spaz. Like I haven't, yeah. I, you know, I've always had an understanding of like, you know, don't be that spaz white belt, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, like I'd just be fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of friends that um, that do that. They just blow all their energy and it's like, yeah, I'll just sit there and just let them do it. And then, yeah. But carrying back to that strength as well, what you were saying is that you can still be strong, do jujitsu and none of your strength translates. Yeah. Um, and I suppose we're going to delve into that. That's the point of the podcast. But yeah, you know, just those those things that someone might be great on a bench press, but you're pressing off a bench rather than the floor. So maybe that strength won't carry over as much. I mean, it still will. Um, you know, back squatting, front squatting is going to be better for a combat sport, jiu-jitsu, because we've got that load to our front, those little things. So yeah, you can still be strong and it have no real relevance to jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always found that. I've always just found that fascinating, like, uh, trying to figure out what are the things that blend well, what are the yeah. things that don't blend well. And mine, it, it's, it's come really easy to me, and I, I don't exactly know why, but I've, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people that are doing it. I'm not the only one, but, yeah, I'm just mimicking the moves that we do in jiu-jitsu and just holding, like, a dead ball or a kettlebell, just making that basic move of transitioning up into a position. Yeah. Like, why just not do that while holding a weight? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. what... It, how did your training change before jiu-jitsu to now that you're doing jiu-jitsu? Yeah, I just made it a little bit more related to jiu-jitsu. It's, it's all pretty much the same. Like, the yeah. concept is all the same, the way that I usually program stuff for me. Um, okay, let, let's go into that. So, uh, yeah. what were you doing training-wise before jiu-jitsu? Like, um, I mean, I have an understanding. You were kind of doing CrossFit-like training, but yeah. for somebody who doesn't know what that is, what is that? Yeah, so I suppose my background, like going back even further, is I've pretty much done most things in the fitness industry to a reasonable level. Um, you know, originally it was bodybuilding. I never competed or anything like that, but, um, you know, I lived the lifestyle when I was younger from probably 17 to 23 or something. 
a lot of chicken and rice, that type of stuff, just bodybuilding movement, just to really get thick and big. That was the image that I was going for then. And then that transitioned into the kind of CrossFit scene because I realised the stuff that I had done in the gym, bodybuilding stuff, had no real transfer over to real life. So then, yeah, started CrossFit. And during CrossFit, I opened my eyes up to actually go back a little bit. Running's always been something I've done as well. So long-distance running, anywhere from 10 to 30Ks is generally my jam. Um, so that was always in with bodybuilding as well. So then that had a good transfer over to CrossFit as well. Got engulfed in that lifestyle for a long time and, and still really love that programming and the, the method behind it. Um, you know, in between that, bit of Olympic lifting, powerlifting stuff, all in between. Um, and then kind of incorporated now in my program is just kind of all of that stuff um, into one package, really. And trying to get a little bit of everything in, in a week rather than just cram a real small number of movements into my, into my game plan. Yep. Yeah. So what would be like the main compound movements that you're now doing in your training? So now it's usually a pull, like a deadlift or a row. Um, my squatting is going to be a back squat or a front squat. But generally now it's going to be to a, um, a, a block. Um, rather than doing that full depth, I've just found for jiu-jitsu that full depth has no real carryover for me. So it's kind of three-quarter stuff, quarter stuff, half stuff, just to build the strength through there. And I don't know if you've done much move um, much squatting in that different ranges yeah but that's a, just a whole different ball game you know those quarter squats I mean it's just a different type of strength yeah so, yeah, 100%. If, so if we can get just stronger in all those different positions so that's like my squatting um, and then my pressing will be uh, like a floor press or a strict press yeah uh, for my pressing type movements and then weighted pull-ups are probably something as well that I've got right into lately as well but that's kind of my the compound stuff that I'm going to be doing and, and I'll change it up with the deadlift usually it's going to be a trap bar I find that a little bit better now as I've got older and it's just a lot less technical I mean it's not yeah, hard it's to stuff up it's probably a bit more functional as well for yeah you definitely too. 100%, yeah. 100% I saw you were doing um, like uh, dead then, ball deadlifts yeah dead ball deadlifts with yeah. the sandbag the glute bridging is something that I've really got into as of late I've kind of, I used to do it a lot of body weight stuff with it, but never really loaded up with it. Uh, and it wasn't until I saw these girls, these small like instinct girls, that were doing like 250 kilo yep. for reps. And I was like, well, if they can do 250, like I should be able to do 350, 400. And there's definitely dudes out there doing high 300s. Um, and it's just a, it's a it's a reality. Like I know, I know exactly so what you mean. It's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the first time I saw, like, yeah, these tiny girls doing 200 kilos, and I was like, I probably did the same thing you did. I was like, I should be able to do that. Yeah. Um, it's not that easy at the no, start. No, it's not. It, it doesn't take, take long. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But the first time I did it, I was like, I think I got to, like, 120. I'm like, am I really, am I this weak in this <laughs> position? Yeah, I know. It's embarrassing. You're trying to get it right. It's hurting your I, hips. I You're like, oh, my God. But, yeah, going back to the sandbags and dead balls as well, that's something that I've uh, introduced. Yeah. I think I that's think that a was, real game changer. That was one of the first things that I thought of immediately when I started doing jiu-jitsu. I was like, yeah, yeah the dead ball, like this would have, because yeah. you're gripping, you're pulling, you're learning to like take away space between yourself and that object. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That it, you're learning more than just the lift. Even just um, the thing, one of the things that I uh, remember trying almost like 
it had been something that I'd seen years ago and I was just like, oh, I've got no reason to try it. Yeah. And then I did was like, even just like, um, like breathing with like the weight, like a yeah, dead ball yeah. on you, like just yeah. learning to like relax, yeah. you know, control your breathing, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That it's endless. The things you learn from it. I mean, like, that's probably one of the things, like if I could just have one, one thing to have in a gym, you know, a dead ball is going to cover everything or a sandbag. Uh, I think they're game changers. I think you'll see them come into the whole fitness scene really soon. Uh, that's my prediction anyway. It's so interesting being in, and I think you probably have experienced this now a few times, like being in different uh, fitness disciplines or circles, like how there's like this entire world over here to the left that might know all these movements and then yeah. you just move like, because you and I probably both see the... Yeah. Like, in my head, I'm like, everyone who's done CrossFit would love jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Where I, I look at people who do jiu-jitsu, I'm like, you would love yeah. this other thing called CrossFit, yeah. right? Like, they're same, same, right? Like, if you can see it through the right lens. Yeah, I always say to people, like, if you go, just be prepared that you're going to be doing that for a while. Like, you're going to get obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, that's my biggest... Yeah, anyone that jumps into it, that has that mentality, though. You need to have that mentality of... It, this being valuable for your life yeah um, because some people will go and they'll get tapped out and they'll be like eh I don't really like this it serves no purpose I don't like wrestling with people but if you look at it on that other aspect maybe we can talk about that in a little bit but I think it just has so many more aspects to it than just just rolling oh there's so I mean there's there's so many layers to it and I think we should we should cover it but no what I meant more was along the lines of there's all these movements that are so applicable and there's like an entire world of people that just oh, don't know about it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I remember the whole kettlebell scene and Turkish get-ups. I was never a big fan. Um, Same. Until often. you start doing jiu-jitsu and then you're like, yeah. I see the point. This yeah, makes I, a lot of sense. I mean, I wish, even if I didn't do jiu-jitsu, I wish I had been doing them for ages. Because, I mean, done properly, they're really good. I mean, I just like doing the ones without the standing as well. Yep. I don't know if you've tried them as much. They're just normal get-ups, yeah, weighted so get-ups. Yeah, I, I saw you do that, yep. Yeah, they're, yeah. Have you tried them? Um, not weighted. I've just done them unweighted. No, nah, yeah, but yep. definitely what you're saying with the different worlds out there, even just the whole grip scene well, you and know, neck strength scene, yeah. like that's just a movement on its own. It's just so niche. I remember doing a little bit of um, wrestling a few years ago, yeah. and you know, I remember it was like a, a lot of warming up in the start of the class, and then we got to like the neck bridging series, and I remember being like, I like I train like all the time. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. And I could barely keep up with yeah. just the most, the second exercise out of the line, right? And I remember yeah. seeing the instructor do, like, flip overs on his neck, and I'm like, fire out, like... Yeah, who would have ever thought to train your neck or your, your fingers? Yeah, or yeah. Your, oh, fingertip strength, yeah. yeah. Man, that's brutal, especially in the game, man. I remember at the start, when I started, like, my hands yeah. would finish, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm so yeah. weak here. Have you seen those little attachments you can get to the pull-up bar? Like yeah, I've yeah. got them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah. We actually just got like a, a whole series. Like um, I have a, a member at the gym who's training for Ninja Warrior. So oh, yeah, she's cool. got like all these different like grip attachments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. So good, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, let's let's go back to Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, there's different layers, layers to it, right? Or like reasons why people might want to get into it, right? Like I think, um, you know, obviously yourself with work. And um, I remember like my whole reason why I got started into martial arts years ago, like 10 years ago was... Um, you know, I had a situation where I wanted to learn how to defend myself because I yeah. was in a position where I realized I didn't know how to defend myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's like a real thing that I don't think people realize. Yeah. You don't know when that's going to happen to you, right? Like, 
Yeah, I think it's perspective on life and it kind of depends where you've grown up and what you've done for a living um, on those things. You know, if you grow up in an affluent area of Burnside and um, you've never been involved in conflict, you don't see the need to learn it. Um, likewise, you know, you might have grown up in a really bad area and the need for it is super important. Yeah. So, you know, regardless for me, regardless of whether or not you're just a dad that works in an office or a mum, you never know when you're going to have to use those skills, especially if you've got a family, you know, you've got people to protect, etc. So it's more than just that sport and the fitness that you're getting out of it. It gives you, um, it gives you the ability to be a protector for other people as well. And I think that's a really important thing that you know, people undervalue. A hundred percent. Even sometimes I think even just the confidence and being confident in your abilities. Yeah. Because then you're, now you're reacting to things in a yeah, different yeah. level than if you're scared. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And you're, whenever you're in those sort of uh, positions, like um, the worst thing you can do is be scared a lot of the time. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, I think I put up a story the other day um, and it was about, you know, the power that you have over someone else with, when you have the ability to, to do what you can do. I mean, it's it's quite a powerful yeah, that was, thing, that really. Was that, um, that Helia Gracie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you, were you ever into like um, like the MMA scene and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I've always watched it and that, but definitely once you get into one of the um, or the whole skill set or one of the skill sets, you know, whether it be kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, and you're following people that are that's their background, it, it adds a more element to it. But I've always been watching it, yeah, growing yeah. up and enjoyed it. Um, now, when it comes to the actual conditioning, meaning like the aerobic capacity side of things, yeah. uh, how have you found that's transferred over to jiu-jitsu? Yeah, the training, the conditioning training. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we spoke about it off air, the two different types of fitness. You can be mat fit and super fit, but I ask you to go for a 5K run and you can't do it. So I might dive off the path for a little bit, but... One thing I st- when I started jiu-jitsu, and you would have seen the same thing, is that there's a really small percentage that actually train other than just jiu-jitsu. Um, and, you know, they're neglecting their game, I believe, um, when they're not doing things to increase their hip strength, um, their leg strength, etc. Um, you don't have to be someone that does a 45-minute session every day plus jiu-jitsu. I mean, some people can't do that. But you can grab a, a band and have that at home and do 10, 15 minutes of work three times a week. And that, that alone is going to help your jiu-jitsu and take it to the next level. So, yeah, just it, it, it kind of shocked me, the amount of people that weren't doing anything outside of, of jiu-jitsu. But then going back to, to me and how I see that, um, it's just that conditioning's there that if I, can, if I know how to control my body as well and, and relax when I need to, plus I've got that added fitness of things that I do outside of jiu-jitsu it just gives me so much more um, a better ability to just use my strength and use my power um, when you know we're scrambling for 20-30 seconds and now we're finished and we're both fighting for position I'm going to get you every day pending we're on that same level obviously you know your skill and that's irrelevant at this stage and the other thing as well is I think jiu-jitsu I think if you go back in time it was always sold that you don't need to be big and strong to do jiu-jitsu and you don't I completely agree with that because if 
they were trying to sell that you need to be strong, people are going to go to the gym and potentially not come to their jiu-jitsu school. So that was always something that I think going back was um, what was sold. So then I think it's carried over as well to today. I think also, like, everyone who, from what I've, uh, from the people that I have rolled with or that I've um, interacted with that are really good, all those people are really strong. Like, they're very strong in jiu-jitsu-specific positions. Yeah, yeah. Um, That don't train in the gym. Even the ones, you know, like, whether they've just done jiu-jitsu, like, yeah, yeah, like, they've... um, you know, they've, they've still become really strong in those positions, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, you, you're not finding a lot of people that are really high level and they're weak, like... Yeah, 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 definitely. But just think how much better they could be if they were just adding that little bit of load. Oh, no, no, no. I mean... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm sure totally, you yeah, understand yeah, that. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, definitely, if you just did jiu-jitsu, I'm sure, yeah, you, you could 100%. No, so what I would argue is that I think a lot of those people... Um, right, because everyone's, everyone's built different, right? Like, some yeah. people naturally just get stronger doing yeah. anything. Some people don't, yeah. right? If you're not the sort of person who naturally gets stronger doing things, like, yeah. you need to add those elements, right? Like, yeah. you need to try and get every edge you can if you want yeah, to improve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, all the top guys that are out there, they're all on strength and conditioning programs, you know, the top top echelon, really. Yep. Um, take, for instance, someone like a, a cyborg. I mean, I'm sure, no doubt, he's a master of his craft, but his physicality is just that next level yeah yeah of course um you know to him with a normal you know body not training at all it'd be interesting to see the difference yeah the comparative and also yeah. especially um for everyone who does jiu-jitsu or does it uh, to some sort of competitive level whether it's um, at a high level or just locally yeah uh, you know you want to have every edge you can get yeah definitely and i think you're probably going to start seeing more jiu-jitsu academies that have a facility to train in as well i think those two combos are going to be something that you're going to see a lot more of them. I mean, you see it in the US if you're up to date with YouTube and flow grappling. You're going to see some of the academies that are coming out today are just next level with the facilities that they've got there as well. So it's definitely going to be a change in the sport, I think, with the strength and conditioning side. Yeah, 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 of course. So how far, how long do you foresee yourself doing jiu-jitsu for? Is this your life endeavor now or see where it takes you? No, I definitely think it's going to be a lifelong thing. You know, I've got a daughter now who is going to do it whether she likes it or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Not really. <laughs> no, you're not joking. <laughs> but no, it's definitely going to be something. I mean, I would love in the future when I'm older to be teaching it, you know, when I'm a black belt or I'd love to be doing it. You know, I, I really find teaching people a skill set that's going to be life-saving and life-changing, just it would be really rewarding. So, yeah, in the future, I'd love to be, co- be coaching it. Who knows what will happen in the future with, with jiu-jitsu and, and me and, and you and, and that as well. But I love how, I love how hard it is. Like, yeah. Like, it's so, there's so many levels to it. Yeah. Like, even, I mean, in my head, there's like a thousand levels. To, but yeah. probably in reality, there's like another thousand, you know? Like it's, I just, yeah, I, I don't know how, how there's so many moves and techniques to things. Like just when you think, oh yeah, I've kind of got most things, like I'm only a blue belt, so I'm not sitting here saying I've got everything covered, but you're like, oh yeah, I kind of understand stuff. And then you'll get taught something, you're like, far out, I've never seen that before. Yeah. yeah and when those things start to click as well, it's, you, you kind of get another a boost and you're like, oh yeah, this is sinking in. And then it might be the next class where again, you're feeling like you don't understand anything again. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so with your training or like, let's say somebody wants to add uh, like a strength conditioning uh, jiu-jitsu program, like strength and conditioning program to the jiu-jitsu, yep. uh, what would you say would be 
what people should be training like how many times a week should you be doing something extra just for like is this the everyday person yeah just the everyday person yeah just i think for me if you if you have access to a gym twice a week half an hour each session would be enough um, because obviously i think most people try and get into jiu-jitsu at least twice a week as a minimum uh, if not three so if you can add a couple of sessions in there as well, some form of strength and conditioning. I think over a year period, you're going to see a huge difference in your in your physicality on the mat. Yeah. What if somebody was at a more competitive level? What would you suggest in that case? Well, if it's a competitive level where the athlete's almost full time, then I think a morning or like a morning session of weights, and then your rolling session in the afternoon, or vice versa, flipped around five times a week would be something that would be quite achievable and then the the other hand is that that person that might be a parent or really busy that only gets to jujitsu once a week but might have 25 minutes at night when the kids go to bed to do something you know they could train three four five times as well and although they're just getting that one jujitsu session in all those other um, pieces that they're doing with the bands kettlebells etc i mean mimicking those movement patterns with them that's just going to help their game as well there's so many drills you can do just by yourself that are going to help your game so yeah yeah no definitely i think that's a huge thing that i think uh people especially like people who are busy and maybe people's opinion of this hopefully it's changed due to the lockdowns and everything but yeah there's so many little you don't need a you don't you don't need an hour at the gym to no, get a, a workout in you know like uh committing to 10 20 minutes any amount it's you know, it's just like jiu-jitsu, right? Like, you it, you can't just do one session and be like, I'm good. It's like the yeah. progression of, like, you're building and building and building. And it's the same thing with training, right? Like, 10 minutes every day is definitely way more than nothing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm always an hour in the gym kind of guy. It's just something that's been set with me for a long time. An hour and more is always going to be beneficial for me. But, you know, those circumstances might change in a couple of years where I've only got 20 minutes. And you can definitely do something... You know, you've done seven minutes of burpees before. I mean, you're going to be on the ground for a while after if you do it properly. I mean, that's just seven minutes. So, yeah, I think people need to re-educate themselves a little bit better with what's actually needed to get your heart rate up and get a sweat. Yeah, of course. Um, now, uh, so explain exactly what BJJ conditioning is to anyone who's um, yeah. wants to know more about it. So obviously, yeah, I spoke before about my fascination with no one really being in to the strength and conditioning scene that goes to the gyms and training so I thought I thought about putting together this is in January putting together a bit of some programs for online where people could have access to and they could just have certain programs that are specific to them so that might be that person that's only got minimal equipment in the garage so there's a program for that and then more people that have access to a gym facility and they might want to focus a little bit more on some strength and conditioning stuff. So there's some programs there. And then we have a, like a competition program, which is more for the um, top-level uh, top guys that are more semi-professional. Yeah. Um, that's what we're targeting with that. Yeah, so this is like group training and one-on-one, like individualized programming? Or yeah, so all it's all one-on-one. St- yeah. It's all individual programs. It's nothing face-to-face, although you will have access to um, a coaching platform and or coach there's nothing where it's going to be interacting one-on-one. Yep. Yeah. So it's just all via your phone and via the, the True Coach app, which I think, have you used that one before? Yeah, that's what I use for my own. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, app. it's really good. Um, I've actually used that before with stuff as well. So, 
Yeah, that's just the way it'll work. You'd, they're all 12-week programs, uh, and you'll get one week ahead, um, and you'll be able to view your Monday to Sunday workouts, and then on that Sunday night, the next week would appear. Uh, and I think that works best, because I think sometimes when you've got the whole program, you look at it and you try and change and chop things around. So I think having access to one week of what you've got, um, it's a little bit easier to, to structure as well. Yeah, and I th- to anyone who's never used uh, like these sort of uh, apps that we're talking about they're really good like you literally can add videos yeah. to every exercise if you don't know what it is you yep. can add in your own video to yeah. have form checks yeah uh, you can have communication like uh, really quickly with your coach it's great yep. and now, i mean all that's covered in the program cost as well so that's not being that's not a charge that you incur that's all part of the program and that alone just i think for even if you were in the gym yourself just using the app's really good because, um, yeah, it can store so much information and, and data and you've got access to, to video demos and workouts and that. So, yeah, it's a good little app. Yeah. Um, if people wanted to know more about uh, BJJ Conditioning, where can they find you? So we're on um, Instagram at um, BJJ Conditioning. And then we've got a website, but it's currently being made. Still under construction. Yeah, and they keep sending it back and there's things that need to change and yeah and that so i probably should have just done it myself but yeah uh, when's um has it fully launched now or are you still no nah, so in march um we're going to aim for mid-march at this stage uh, i'll just wait till we get the website back and then be able to come out with a few more dates yeah that's cool man um well i'll definitely have you back on and i think maybe we'll have um like specific like training themes when we talk about yeah stuff definitely in the future. yeah cool um, but yeah if you guys are interested and you guys do jiu-jitsu if you don't do jiu-jitsu you should do it because it might save your life um <laughs> or you might just give you another hobby that's um really fun it's good uh, to choke out your friends it is very good to choke <laughs> out your friends um and uh if you are doing jiu-jitsu i'd highly recommend uh adding a strength conditioning program to what you're currently doing um it's only going to help you uh and you know we didn't talk about this but you know a huge thing in jiu-jitsu is injury prevention you know the stronger your body is your joints are the more you're actually loading them in in good positions the stronger they're going to be so that they don't get hurt when you know your friends are trying to bend them in all funny (laughs) types of angles uh thank you very much john for coming on today's Uh, podcast and um yeah we'll definitely uh, have you back on Cool. See you later. Peace. Hey guys, thank you very much for listening to today's show with JD. If you um, if you'd like to follow the podcast, you can continue following it on um, Better You Project Podcast here on um, on Instagram. Uh, give it a follow so that you can stay up to date with what's happening with the podcast. If you want to um, continue following uh, JD, uh, go follow him at BJJ Conditioning on Instagram. Heaps of good tips every day on their stories about ways that you can apply training to help you with your jiu-jitsu. And, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you very much for listening today, guys. Take care and peace.